0: What is going on, everybody? JT here. Back to you guys with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast. I don't know about you guys, but I'm happy as hell right now because I just got done with my last final exam of this semester. I apologize to all of my NFL subscribers out there because I let you guys down this season. I uploaded more college football content, then I did NFL content, and I promise you that was not intentional with how my schedule was set up for school. It just was more convenient and faster to upload college football content since college football games are played on Saturdays. So after Saturday games, I could record my reactions and recaps on Sunday morning and then get the content out later throughout the week. I apologize for that. I'm going to do much better when it comes to posting more NFL content from this point forward, 2023, you're definitely going to see a lot more NFL content on the podcast. I apologize for that. But on this episode, I'm going to be giving you guys my NFL week 15 preview and predictions, the games that we're going to be talking about dolphins versus bills lions go on the road to take on the new york jets that is my game of the week and we have the pittsburgh Steelers taking on the carolina panthers trying to bounce back from a tough loss to their rival the baltimore ravens if this is your first time listening to the jt sports podcast welcome i appreciate you for tuning in Make sure that you go ahead and check out the JT Sports Podcast available on all podcasting platforms. You can get the JT Sports Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, all podcasting platforms. Make sure that you go ahead and check out the JT Sports Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, rate us, leave us with a five-star review, share the podcast with your friends, family members, and acquaintances as well. The Miami Dolphins are going on the road to take on the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are a seven and a half point favorite going into this matchup. Without a doubt, this is a must win game for the Dolphins. They're on a two game losing streak. For some reason, they just cannot seem to beat teams out in Cali. You were beat by the Chargers on Sunday night this past week and the previous week. You lost to the San Francisco 49ers. And I'm starting to wonder, are the Dolphins just a bad road team? They're 3-4 and on the road at this point of the year. And some of their worst performances came over the last two weeks. So what does Miami have to do to get back on track? Well, offensively, I think without a doubt, you have to run the football more. Do you know how many times Miami ran the football with their running backs against the Chargers? 16 times. Against the 49ers, only 8. The previous two games, before they went on their two-game skid, they ran the football 28 times against the Texans and 33 times against the Cleveland Browns. Before you say, well, JT, they had such a big lead, so they were trying to take time off the clock, understand that. However, they weren't just airing the football out all game. The Miami Dolphins were a way more, I won't say balanced football team, but they weren't so one-sided when it came to just trying to throw the football all game. Last week against the Los Angeles Chargers, I was watching that game and I was asking myself, are they even going to attempt to get the run game going? I would love to see them try to put the ball on the ground a little bit more. The passing game isn't working, Mike McDaniel. What's going on? And then yet, they still kept trying to throw the football. And all that kept happening was the ball hitting the turf. You look at this Dolphins offense. Do you guys think defensive coordinators have now started to crack the code? You saw what the Chargers did defensively last week. They ran a lot of two-man coverage forcing the Miami Dolphins to have to find other avenues to find success in the passing game one thing that they did incredibly well was their ability to play tight man-to-man coverage which was really surprising considering the fact that the Chargers had so many injuries So you didn't really expect their secondary to have the kind of performance that they did. But this Dolphins wide receiving core was unable to create consistent separation. And it was a large reason for why the Dolphins had the struggles that they had last week against the Chargers. I think their loss against the 49ers was more on Tua. And last week's loss was more of a just complete disaster on offense. Tua... I don't know what the hell has happened to to Tua, man. He was looking like an MVP candidate the last two weeks. He looks like, I don't even know. But I do know this. The Dolphins were moving the ball with ease prior to having to play the San Francisco 49ers and also having to play the LA Chargers. So I don't really know what has went wrong with this offense over the last couple of weeks. Yes, teams are making adjustments. They are playing this team a lot better. Mike McDaniel, during his post-game press conference after that Chargers loss, said he didn't really feel the game plan the Chargers did had that big of a factor. Yes, they had a good game plan. They did out-coach them. But there's a lot of things that Mike McDaniel and this coaching staff feel they can do to get this offense heading in the right direction. Without a doubt, they got to get that run game going. It's going to be really hard to do that against the Buffalo Bills, who have one of the best run defenses in the NFL. Miami beat Buffalo the last time they faced off. Week three, really competitive game. That was kind of the game where everybody started looking at the Miami Dolphins and giving them a little bit, of some praise earlier during the season when they started out 2-0 people were still on the fence about this team and then when they beat the buffalo bills people started to come around so you look at the buffalo bills what do you have to do differently this game to make sure that you don't get swept in this season series well the buffalo bills in their first game offensively They didn't really have any struggles, although they only scored, what, 19 19 points? This offense was moving the ball with relative ease. You would have thought that by watching that game and looking at the stats, that Buffalo would have had 30 points. This offense was absolutely perfection at times. The Dolphins were sending a lot of pressure. Sometimes it was getting home. There was one play earlier in the game when they sent pressure on Josh Allen. It resulted in a fumble, and it led to the Miami Dolphins cashing in with a touchdown after. But then eventually, Josh Allen started to settle in, and he was really destroying this Miami Dolphins defense. The Miami Dolphins, on the defense side of football, have played some pretty solid football at times. This is a defense that has a lot of talent. As a matter of fact, I think it's fair to say that the Dolphins have one of the more talented defenses in the NFL, especially when you look at how athletic their defensive line is with guys such as Christian Wilkins, Jalen Phillips. You need those guys to have a big impact in this game. You can't allow Josh Allen to continue to run around, extend plays, and kill you on third down. The New York Jets played Josh Allen really good last week. They didn't allow him to make a lot of plays outside the pocket, although he did have a couple, but That just is what it is when it comes to playing Josh Allen. He's going to have a couple of plays where he just makes something happen and you just go, damn, how did he do that? But outside of that, the Jets played him really well. The Miami Dolphins have to try to keep him in the pocket. Last game, this dude, he got outside the pocket and he was just making things happen. And even when Miami was sending pressure, you know... He, he wasn't phased. He was still stepping up right in the face of pressure, breaking out of, breaking out of sacks, breaking out of tackles. Like the Miami Dolphins, the last time they played Josh Allen, they didn't really have a good day. But they were really good in the red zone. They got a big stop late. Then they also, before that, Buffalo missed the field goal. So, this defense got some key stops in this game. However, the Bills were really close to getting into field goal range and winning this game in that first matchup. Let's not forget that. Also, Buffalo dominated in the time of possession area. They held the ball for 40 minutes and 40 seconds. Miami only had the football for 19 minutes and 20 seconds throughout this game. Anytime. The time of possession battle is this one-sided. That shows you who was the more dominant team that day. It was the Buffalo Bills. The Miami Dolphins in the fourth quarter of that game, their defense came up big, made some big stops, and the offense was able to do enough to get the victory. And this game, though, this Bills team, they're going to be better this go-around, I believe. They're going to take better care of the football. Hopefully you don't have any more fumbles that put the Dolphins into favorable field position. Because honestly, the Dolphins' offense didn't really look all that impressive week three against Buffalo. The Bills' defense actually had a pretty good game. You had a couple of big plays here and there. You had that big dime that two or three to Jalen Waddle. So this Dolphins' offense you look at how it matches up with this buffalo bills defense last time they played buffalo had von miller even though they don't have von miller even more well even more well they don't have him no more they have a really good young core you have gregor russo who's coming on aj epinesa ed oliver has been a force this year for the buffalo bills oh my goodness So when you look at what this game is going to come down to, it's going to come down to two things. One, can Buffalo score in the red zone? Okay, this offense was really effective. The first time they played, their first couple of drives, they went up and down the field, and for pretty much the whole entire afternoon, they had their way. In the second half, though, the Dolphins' defense was able to hold them to a field goal, which they missed, and kept them, out of the red, kept them out of the end zone. This Bills offense has to be way more better at finishing drives in this game. You can't be going down the field and coming up empty when you have opportunities to come away with points. That's why Miami was still able to come back and win that game. Buffalo allowed them to hang around because they couldn't finish drives. The team that I'm going to take the win is going to be the Buffalo Bills. The reason why I'm going with the Bills is because I just think at this point, the Bills are playing some of their best football. The Miami Dolphins, I don't think they're falling off. I don't think they're frauds. I just think they're hitting a tough stretch in their schedule And Mike McDaniel and this coaching staff are probably going to be in for another tough game because this is going to be a cold weather game. I was looking at the weather report for this matchup. There are expected to be temperatures of 28 degrees. You look at the Dolphins, they had heaters on the sidelines against the Chargers, and it was only 55 degrees. So I question just how good and how prepared Are the Dolphins going to look in a really cold weather environment? They haven't really been that consistent on the road this year. They only are three and four at this point. The Buffalo Bills are one of the best teams in the NFL at defending home. And the key to finding out who are the actual contenders versus the actual pretenders, look at the teams who take care of home. Buffalo Bills, they do a really good job at that. I'm taking the Bills to get the win. My final score prediction probably is going to be 27-17 to 17 Buffalo. My game of the week, the Detroit Lions going on the road to take on the New York Jets. The Lions beat Minnesota last week. You may think it was an upset. However, Detroit actually was a favorite in that game. I had a homie of mine who hit me up before that. And he was like, JT, why is Detroit a favorite over the Minnesota Vikings? Is this a trap? I told him no. You want to know why the Detroit Lions are favorites over the Minnesota Vikings? Because they're actually a really good team now. The Detroit Lions are healthy or they're getting healthier. You have the offense playing at a really high level. Jared Goff, the disrespect has to stop. Let's take a moment to give Jared Goff his flowers. He hasn't thrown an interception since week nine against the Green Bay Packers. He is completing 65.3% of his passes. He's thrown 22 touchdowns to only seven interceptions. And he's thrown for 3,352 passing yards. You may wonder, how is Jared Goff going to perform against this New York Jets defense? I think he's going to have a pretty good afternoon. The Jets do have a really good pass rush, but their leading pass rusher, Quentin Williams, is questionable for this game with a calf injury that he suffered in their loss to the Bills last week. He leads the team with 11 sacks. Not to mention, the Detroit Lions have one of the top three best offensive lines in the game right now. It's really tough to get your hands on Jared Goff. I think we're going to have a really good battle up front between the defensive line of the New York Jets and the O-line of Detroit. The Lions wide receivers versus the New York Jets secondary though is probably going to be the matchup that most of us are going to have our eyes on. That's probably going to be where this game could be won or loss at if you're the Detroit Lions and the New York Jets. The Jets, their defense has to carry them. Mike White, he's okay for your current quarterback situation. However, the Jets still have probably the worst quarterback situation in the league right now. Mike White, he's just enough to keep you functional on offense. The thing with Mike White is that he was good against the Chicago Bears, but against Minnesota, he struggled. And last week, he wasn't all that great neither, even though he did have some really big throws that he made on third down. He did have a couple of flashes here and there, but ultimately, he played average. For the New York Jets, you can't just rely on your defense every single week to carry you. Are you going to be able to play complimentary football in this game against the Detroit Lions? This is a Detroit Lions team that, yes, your defense is probably going to be able to keep their offense at bay for a couple of quarters. But it doesn't mean that your offense just goes ahead and only puts up three, six points and continues to go through and out almost every single drive. The Jets have to be able to do more on offense to win this game. Even if you do keep the Detroit Lions under 24 points, can the Jets even get 17 points? Yes, Jets fans are going to say, JT, Detroit doesn't have a good defense. No, the Lions don't have a good defense. However, it's not going to be that hard to come up with a game plan for how to slow down the New York Jets offense. The New York Jets, when they don't have the run game going, they don't have anything going on offense. You saw what happened last week. This team was put in hell of third and long situations, but they did a really good job at converting. When you put the Jets in situations where they have to throw the football to win, they don't have a lot of success doing it because they don't have good enough quarterback play to beat you through the air. That's their weakness. Quarterback. Everything else is pretty fine. The offensive line is banked up with a lot of injuries. But this offensive line still, I think, is serviceable enough to get you into the postseason. Wide receiver is good. Running back. Zonovan Knight is a beast. I have him on my fantasy squad. Last week against Buffalo, 17 carries, 71 rushing yards. And he had a rushing touchdown as well. The Jets have to get him going in this ball game personally i think for the jets you probably want to keep this as a low scoring game i don't think new york wants this game to end up being a shootout even though if it goes that way if you're in the shootout with the detroit lions and shoe you should be feeling really good about your chances at that point because then your offense showed that it can score some points but i don't think this game is going to be a shootout I think this game, if New York wins it, is going to be a low-scoring affair. The Jets' offense is more of a methodical offense, it's not an offense that's based on throwing the football deep several times a game. They like to get the run game going. to set up the short intermediate passing game and get Mike White into rhythm. The Detroit Lions' defensive line, I kind of think has played a lot better than what the statistics show. Aiden Hutchinson probably is going to be the front runner for rookie of the year in a lot of people's eyes. But so is Sauce Gardner. If you're somebody who is a fan of the New York Jets, who's going to make the bigger play in this game? Aiden Hutchinson against the New York Jets, you're going against a offensive line that is banged up. So this should be a game where he can come in and leave his imprint. And for the Detroit Lions defensive line, you got to be able to make sure that you can win on early downs against the New York Jets. Because when the Jets can't have success on first and second down and you put them in the third and long situations, that's going to help out your pass rush because now you guys can pin their ears back and get after it. If you can't win on early downs, your defense is most likely going to struggle. One thing about the New York Jets, if they get into third and medium and third and short, they convert hell of often. The reason for that is because they have the whole playbook at their disposal. Third and long, the only run play you're probably going to call is a draw in that situation. Third and medium, you can do anything. Third and short, you can do anything. For the New York Jets, offensively, Their offensive line has to be able to show up in this game against the defensive line of the Detroit Lions. Last week against the Buffalo Bills, at times, it seemed like the Bills were just overwhelming the New York Jets up front. I don't think that the Jets should struggle offensively in this game. I do think that this should be a performance where we see the offense have some success or at least more success than what they had last week against the Bills. The Lions, when it comes to their run defense against the Minnesota Vikings, they only allowed 22 rushing yards. The Davin Cook and Alexander Madison against Jacksonville only 95 yards, but Buffalo had 169 on them. That was partly due to, you know, Josh Allen doing what he does. But the New York Giants only had 89 yards with Saquon Barkley. This Lions team has showed over their last couple of games that they do have the ability to erase the run game from you. If this run game is not going for the New York Jets, do you trust Mike White and this passing attack to be able to get the job done? Detroit secondary isn't that great. However, they are more than capable of being able to produce turnovers. And that's something that, Many people overlook when it comes to this Detroit Lions defense. We give a lot of credit to Robert Sala's defense because they don't allow a lot of yards. They don't give up a lot of points. Look at Detroit's defense. They give up a lot of yards and points. However, they get key stops and big moments of ball games. They're six in the NFL and giveaways. They don't turn the ball over that much on the offense. But they definitely know how to get your offense to turn the football over because they're tempting takeaways. You know, they have Jeff Okuda playing at a high level. I'm really ready. Well, I hope that we get to see Garrett Wilson versus Jeff Okuda in this game if they end up lining up against each other. We get Ohio State on Ohio State. Buckeye versus Buckeye, that's gonna be fun. You just look at the New York Jets in this game. You know, if you're a Jets fan, you have confidence that you can keep the Detroit Lions to under 20 points. But can the Jets offense get to 20 points? That's the question. The Detroit Lions defense isn't that great, but it has played better over the course of last month. However, you can still have success on Detroit's defense as long as you can take care of the football. The Jets in this game, if you can get the run game going, you can take care of the football. You don't ask Mike White to do all that much. You should be in a position to win this game for the Detroit Lions. You take away the run game, and you're able to hang around for a couple of quarters into the fourth quarter, that's when you should be able to pull away. This defense is really good. They got a lot of talent and a lot of depth. So even if your defense is able to force the New York Jets offense to go three and out consecutive times, it's still gonna be a little bit of a dogfight to score some points. It's gonna take a while for this defense to bend. But eventually, if your defense can hold up, get enough stops, eventually, that Jets defense, by the time you get to midway throughout the fourth quarter, that's where you should be able to somewhat be able to pull away and win this game. I think for the Lions. I would love to see them get out to a fast start. If they got out to a 17-3 lead. Going into halftime. I probably will feel really confident. In the Lions being able to seal the deal at that point. The Jets aren't really a team. That's built to come from behind. Especially when you look at. Their current quarterback situation. This game is going to have a playoff fill. The Lions are trying to keep up with Washington and the New York Giants for possibly one of those last two seeds in the NFC for the postseason. Meanwhile, you have the New York Jets who are fighting like hell for their playoff lives at seven and six, along with trying to keep pace with the Chargers and their divisional foes, the New England Patriots, who hold the tiebreaker over them. The team that I'm going with to win this game, this is tough. I'm going with Detroit. I think the Detroit Lions, I said it a couple of days ago on one of my previous episodes that this is the most dangerous team in the NFL right now. Since starting 1-6, they have won five out of their last six games with that only loss coming to the Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving the New York Jets I love their defense I do believe their defense can keep them in this game I just don't really know how I feel about their offense yes I know that Detroit doesn't have the greatest defense but even though their defense isn't great it's not like the Jets offense is good enough to take advantage of it I'm taking the Detroit Lions to win this game I believe they get the seven and seven after this win And then that's where the whole world is going to start hopping on the Detroit Lions fan club because I'm already on it, to be honest with you. The Steelers season is about over pretty much. So I might as well try to find another team to root for. If the Detroit Lions get to the playoffs, watch out. That's all I'm going to say. The last game that we have to talk about, the Pittsburgh Steelers coming off their 16-14 loss against the Baltimore Ravens. Are looking to get back on the right track going against the 5 8 Carolina Panthers, who are a three point favorite in this game, by the way, after studying the Seattle Seahawks 30 24. You may be wondering how the hell did the Carolina Panthers with Sam Darnold beat Seattle? Well, it wasn't that complicated. Seattle, Geno Smith, they couldn't get the run game going. Geno Smith had some bad interceptions. And I wouldn't even say bad interceptions. You know, they weren't great decisions. But I also think that you have to give a lot of credit to C.J. Henderson and J.C. Horn. Especially J.C. Horn. Oh, my goodness. There was one interception he almost caught in the end zone. Dude jumped up like damn near 80 inches in the air for it. This Carolina Panthers defense is playing some really great football right now. This defense is probably the only reason, along with the run game, why Carolina still has a chance at making it into the playoffs. If you're a Steelers fan, like myself, don't take this game lightly. This is one of those games where you look at and you say, man, JT, Pittsburgh should be able to take care of business against Carolina. Well, you thought Pittsburgh would have been able to take care of business last week against the Baltimore Ravens and Tyler Huntley, but nah, Kenny Pickett went down and Mitch Trubisky had other plans. And if Kenny Pickett can't play in this game, this game is going to become incredibly even tougher for Mike Tomlin and company because then you got to try to win with Mitch Trubisky. And if you got to start Mitch Trubisky, that's the equivalent to bringing a, a knife or a butter knife To a sore fight, you don't really have a great chance at winning. The Steelers' offense was not bad last week. That was one of the best call games that I saw out of Matt Canada throughout his tenure as the OC for Pittsburgh. And yet, it was wasted because Mitch Trubisky threw three interceptions. One of them wasn't that bad. The other two were awful. One of them, you just threw right straight to Patrick Queen. You just you just gift-wrapped it for him. And for the Carolina Panthers, this is a team that you cannot give opportunities to. That's why they beat Seattle last week. Seattle gave Carolina all the opportunities in the world to win that game. The Carolina Panthers' offense is super limited. As a matter of fact, out of all of the NFL teams, for this year, they've had the worst quarterback play of all of them. You started out with Baker, PJ Walker, now you got Sam Darnold out there. Who you gonna have next? You might as well go ahead and give me a call. Shoo. The only way the Panthers are going to be able to move the ball in this game effectively is gonna be via the run. You think Pittsburgh should be able to take care and handle business? Because their run defense, although it hasn't been elite, it's been good at times. Last week against Baltimore, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, a.k.a. the Gus Bus, they killed you. They ripped you up for over 200 yards. I don't think the Carolina Panthers, their offensive line is as good as Baltimore's. Now, I do think there is the possibility that Carolina could break a couple of big runs or two. But I do think that Pittsburgh, defensively, they shouldn't really allow Carolina to have that much success on offense. I really can't see Carolina moving the football down the field with Sam Darnold. But at the same time, you guys know what it is with Mike Tomlin. Steelers always play down the competition in situations like this, especially late in the season. This kind of reminds me when The Steelers back in, what was it, 2019 when Big Ben had that elbow injury and their two quarterbacks were Mason Rudolph and Doug Hodges and they were right in the thick of the playoff race, but they had that late loss to the New York Jets and nobody really saw it coming. That's kind of how this game looks like. You look at Carolina, yes, offensively, you probably aren't going to be able to, see them do much other than run the football because I don't really think their head coach wants to put a lot of confidence in Sam Donald throwing the football, especially when you look at the fact that the Steelers' defensive line with Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, it's a mismatch compared to the offensive line that Carolina has right now. So they definitely are going to want to try to run the football as much as possible with Deontay Foreman. Last week, they said before the game that they had a plan of wanting to get him at least 20 carries in that ball game for Pittsburgh. You got to be able to slow down Foreman and Chuba Hubbard. You do that. You have a 85% chance of winning this game. Offensively, you've kind of started to figure things out over the last couple of weeks. Now the offense still is a work in progress, And yes, we still all want Matt Canada to be gone after this season. But last week, the offense was moving the football. The problem was Mitch Trubisky not being able to take care of the football. Can't have two red zone interceptions, Mitch. You got to be able to take care of the ball when you get inside the 20. You need points. You got to come away with something. Mike Tomlin, this is a really big game for him. Now, I'm not saying that if the Steelers lose this game, he should be in a hot seat. But I just think for Tomlin, you lose this game, this is your first losing season. I don't really think too many people thought of that. Five and nine? No way you can get the above 500. So for Mike Tomlin, this is a game that not only is for him trying to remain intact with never having the losing season, but also trying to keep the Pittsburgh Steelers from getting eliminated from playoff contention. They're trying to keep pace with the Chargers, the Patriots, the Jets, the Raiders, and the Browns for that last spot in the AFC. Carolina, they're still in it for the NFC South with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game is going to come down to two things. Special teams... Who's going to be able to win the field position battle? Because we're probably going to see a lot of punts in this game for sure. Hopefully Presley, Hump, Presley Harvin doesn't have another 17-yarder. And then the turnover battle. Which team is going to be able to come away with more takeaways? When you have two offenses that kind of struggle, well, don't even kind of struggle, they do struggle, especially Carolinas, you can't afford to have turnovers. And when your defense forces turnovers, you got to be able to make the most of when you have to be able to cash in. And field position is going to be really important because eventually if you can get a team punting the football from inside of their own 20, you could be in favorable field position. Maybe you end up having a return that ends up getting you out to the 40 or somewhere close midfield and makes it a shorter distance to get in the field goal range. Special teams is going to be big. Field position battle is going to be big. Who's going to be able to pin who deep? And who's going to be able to make their field goals in this ball game? Because I don't really expect to see too much offense in this game. Unless Kenny Pickett plays. But even if he does, Carolina's defense has been on fire over the last month. In their last four games, they've only allowed 15 points, 0.5 they've averaged three and a half sacks throughout that stretch as well and this cornerback group is playing at an insanely high level they have a lot of athletic guys in that cornerback room and for kenny pickett he's done a really good job of taking care of the football over the last couple of weeks but against this secondary kind of have my concerns and then if mitch trubisky has to go out there definitely have my concerns The team I'm going to take to win this game, taking Pittsburgh. Even if Mitch Trubisky has to play this game, I think that the Steelers' defense should be able to shut down Carolina's offense. Okay, even if Carolina has the run game going somewhat, I'll have a hard time seeing them going for over 200 yards like what the Ravens did last week their offensive line isn't as good as the Ravens. However, if they do have a little bit of success on the ground, I expect it to be them probably breaking off a couple of big runs here and there. But for the most part, I think that the Steelers' defense should be able to neutralize this offense. It's not hard. Sam Darnold is their quarterback. Not trying to be disrespectful to him or any of the quarterbacks on that roster. But with this pass rush and T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward. I think they should be able to keep the Carolina Panthers to under 10 points. And the Steelers offense should be able to at least get you a couple field goals at least on the field. Well, on the board. So I'm going to take the Steelers to win this game. 13 to 6, my final score prediction for this game. This is it for this episode of the JT Sports Podcast. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Once again, if you enjoyed this episode, leave us with a five-star review. We would greatly appreciate it. Helps the podcast out a lot. Leave a like, subscribe to the channel. We upload NFL videos and college football videos.